0: Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and we are with the Psychology Report. Good to have you with me today. Uh, Today's topic is a very important one for all of us. You know, everybody wants to uh, be listened to, everybody wants to have an opportunity to talk, to express themselves, to have their thoughts heard and considered. Everybody likes to have people engage in interaction with them and validate them and give them a sense of uh, acceptance. That's only done through communication. However, communication itself—the way we communicate, and um, how we do it, where we do it, and those kind of things—can make a difference between our being accepted or rejected. Can make the difference between being heard and being shut out. Can make the difference between being validated and rejected. Can be can makes the difference between being our thoughts being considered or disregarded. You probably have heard the phrase, as we all have, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. That's the phrase that gets us, right? Everybody kind of communicates in their own way, but how you say it makes a difference between whether it's going to be heard or rejected, it's going to be accepted or not, and whether somebody's going to take into consideration what you have to say or disregard what you have to say. We call that the kind of the styles of communication, if you will. And uh, it's important that we develop a style of communication that's effective. Whether we talk at home or we talk in church, we talk at home, we talk in work, we talk in the community, we talk on the street corner, in the grocery store, or wherever it is. It isn't a matter of where we talk. It's how we express ourselves. Effective communication helps make and keep friends and increases the personal value of an individual. So we want to be effective in our communication. You know, but if you look at the ways people communicate, maybe even you consider the way that you communicate. There are two different styles of communication. Now, there are probably many, but let's just break it down into two main ones, okay? The style of communication that produces stress is one, And the other one is the style of communication that reduces stress in other people and maybe in your own self as well. Let's take a look at some of these examples. What are some of the examples of how people talk, communicate, but in the process of doing it, it produces stress in other people? For instance, interrupting others, not letting people talk, Complaining or whining all the time. Being critical and finding fault with others and other things. Speaking dogmatically is another one. Making fun of other people. Evading questions and not answering questions or concerns that people express. Talking too much with you should or you ought. Using those words way too much as if you're telling people how they must live. And, of course, always asking the question, why? Why this? Why that? Why?" I mean, those are just a few examples of how people talk and, in the process of that, introduce a great deal of stress in other people and, therefore, experience a great deal of stress themselves. That's stress talking, if you will. That's stress talking style. And um, just be careful. Do a little check mark on yourself. Are you one that does not let other people talk? Are you one who interrupts? Are you one who speaks dogmatically? Are you one that teases other people, even inappropriately? Are you one that makes fun of other people? Do you evade you know, honest questions and concern and don't want to talk about them, don't want to answer? Do you give too much shoulds and wants and you know, they ought to be doing something, they ought to be doing this? Do you flatter too much, even insincere flattery? I mean, what do you do? What is your style of communication that produces stress in other people? And that's the reason people back off from you, walk away from you, do not engage you, do not uh, talk to you at any given length, other than to just say hello and goodbye. What's important in our communication style is that we have a style that attracts people and engages people and invites people to engage in a conversation back and forth so that two people come to know each other, two people come together and to be Uh, like unified, if you will, or to have a sense of being on the same page. Friendship. Even in marriages and in family relationships, sometimes we just talk in a way that produces stress in the other person. And then we wonder why the marriage is not strong or good. And we wonder why our family life is not really effective. Well, we have bad communication styles. And a bad communication style is one that produces stress in other people. But what about the communication styles that emphasize positives, or what I refer to as reduces stress in other people? Take their stress level down a couple notches. You know, when people find you a person who reduces their stress, they're going to be attracted to you. They're going to be compelled to want to talk to you more and be around you and seek you out and to invite you to be part of their life. Okay, let's take a look at some of them. Do you smile and do you greet people? When you see them? Or do you wait for them to greet you first and then you respond? No. To reduce stress, do a lot of smiling. Do a lot of greeting of people. And in an honest, sincere kind of way. Show interest in other people. Show interest in the things that they have done and the things that that they are doing at the current time. Where they have been, where they've lived, where they've gone to school and some of their life history a little bit. Show interest. Ask questions. Agree with other people whenever you can. I mean, sometimes you can't agree on everything, but you can agree on some of the things. But seek agreement. Seek ways in which you can at least come to common term on some point of the conversation or some point of what was just said. Disregard the, the, the areas or the issues that you disagree on or that would cause controversy. Just, just, just overlook that. Just overstep that. Walk around that puddle, so to speak. And just engage in the genuine conversation uh, where you can agree and where you can have some commonality. Let other people share their values. Let other sh- people share their ideas. Let other people share their points of view. Let other people tell the story. Let other people answer the question. See? You don't always have to be the one that engages in the conversation first and foremost. Let other people enter in and join the conversation and answer first. and Then, then you can come in and maybe add your Two cents worth of your comments. Respect the opinions of others. Obviously, that's very important. People are drawn to people who respect them, but respect their opinions, respect their point of view, respect their ideas. It's not a matter whether you agree with it, but do you respect them for having that particular point of view or having that experience that they want to share with you? Don't up and ship them. Don't try to over talk. Don't try to come up with something better or different. Just accept their story, whatever it is and show that you have interest in it compliment other people but sincerely if you will make sure you compliment you praise you commend you affirm other people for what they've done for who they are how they look what they're saying and what their thoughts how they've expressed themselves something about them but share a compliment in some kind of way be on the positive side of that and if you're going to give a suggestion make sure you give it constructively Don't tell people what they can't do or shouldn't do or what they did wrong. Always give a suggestion of what they could have done better, differently. Suggestive uh, comments are good, but they need to be done constructively. The story of my father one time was he was in the physician's office, and he was constructively telling the physician how to be a different kind of a doctor, how to have different bedside manner. And he noticed that the physician got a little bit edgy. You know, when he was making his comment, and and he just said to the doctor, "Doctor, you're a good doctor. Don't worry about it. You're a very good doctor. I just want you to be better." And that's the idea. Whenever you give a criticism or you may give a comment about something, give it from the point of view of how that person could be better, how that program could be better, how that institution could be better, how that plan could be better carried out, how that idea could be better implemented. Yesterday, I had opportunity to talk to somebody who had an idea. And it was a good idea, but it was faulty. There was something wrong with it. It was something that didn't, it wouldn't go. It wouldn't, it wasn't going to really be a success. So I said, may I, may I comment? May I just maybe make a suggestion to you how you might tailor this a little bit differently and maybe it'll be better for you and then better for the people you're trying to work with. So I gave him a suggestion when he invited me to do so. And you know what? He bought it. He thought the idea was great. He thought the idea would be very much helpful to him. So he took it home, and now he's working on it. See, sometimes you have a suggestion, but you have to ask people if it's all right if you give that suggestion. Or you have to give it in the context of, let me give you a suggestion. Maybe this will even improve that idea a little bit better. You see? Stress is also reduced when you listen attentively. You know, people, when they talk, they want to somebody look at their eye. Somebody want them to look into the face. You want to make sure that you're listening, but you're listening attentively, you say That's what's important. Stay on the topic of the conversation. If the person is leading the conversation, stay on that topic. Don't shift it to another topic that you want to talk about. Stay with the topic of conversation of that person until it's already worn out or it's gone all the way through all the gyrations and that person is now through talking on the topic. Then you can introduce another idea or another topic. But don't do it prematurely. Stay on the conversation selected by the other person and just stay with it for a while. And then, obviously, be very clear, very direct, but be kindly, very kindly. People's feelings can be easily hurt, especially if they have an idea, especially when they have something they want to share, especially when they're opening their feelings up a little bit and sharing their feelings. You've got to be kind about that because they take a risk. When somebody tells you how they feel, and they're being honest about it, they're risking their life, basically. They're trusting you for that moment. So be kind, be considerate, be thoughtful, just accept what their point of view is or what their feeling is. You don't have to kind of challenge it. You don't have to kind of change it. You don't have to do therapy on the the spot. Just help them appreciate the fact that that's a reasonable way to feel, and you're very pleased that they shared that feeling with you. And that you'll consider it with them and you'll think about it and you'll keep them in your prayer or that you will uh, maybe come back and talk to them about it another time. Now, those are two styles of communication. Stress-producing communication style and stress-reducing communication style. How do you learn to communicate effectively? How do you learn that? I mean, it's not something you're born with. It's not something that, unfortunately, a lot of people know because they grew up in a home that effectively communicated. Many people grew up in a home that was poor communication style, almost no communication or very bad or very stressful communication style. So you have a long way to go. You got a lot of learning to do if that's the kind of home that you grew up in as compared to the person who grew up in a home where communication was open and free and available and Just interchange was very easy and very comfortable and ideas went back and forth and shared and that's a great kind of a home to live in and to be from because you have probably developed the communication style yourself. You know what's unfortunate? You know what's really tough? When somebody marries another person from a different communication style, if the wife grew up in a home that Communication was very free and easy and comfortable, and it flowed very easily, and stress was low or non-existent. But she marries a man who grew up in a home where they didn't talk, they didn't communicate, or it was was very abusive talk, or very rough and crude talk, and very put-down type of talk. That couple's going to have a hard time in their marriage. They are a mismatch when it comes to communication. So one's got to learn to be communicate and got to do it very quick. Okay. And they have to work together. One has to have a lot of patience and tolerance for the other person so that there's a learning process that will take place. And that might take two to three years for that communication style to change and to be effective in that marriage just because they grew up in homes that were so different from each other. So how do you learn to communicate? Well, you've got to learn to listen. You listen to people uh, who talk. Just listen to them. And then you, then you always make a response. You always say something. You see? People are drawn to good listeners. The other thing to do is, if you're not going to communicate, you just don't, don't even listen. No, no. You listen and then you commit to communicate because you're trying to say something about whatever it is that you heard or whatever the person was saying at the time. So it's important that you become a good listener. But you respond to what you've heard That's what's the key issue there. And over time, you get better at it, you see. You learn to communicate by watching other people who communicate well. They're models. They're examples to us. There are lots of people. You see them in the grocery store. You see them at work. You see them in church. You see them in all kinds of situations in the community. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that communicate very well and very easily. Watch them. Study them. Imitate them. Just do what they do. And it's a way of learning how to communicate. You always learn from somebody else. And you do it by watching and listening and then practicing, trying it out and practice it until it becomes natural for you to talk in that same way. Starting a conversation. Adding points to a conversation. Adding points to a conversation that's developing. Let it develop a little bit by your being part of it that's how you learn to communicate effectively. You also learn to communicate effectively by just being assertive, just expressing yourself, your opinions, your ideas, your value points of view, your your opinions on whatever it is. Don't be aggressive, don't be mean, don't be mean-spirited, don't be hurtful, but just be assertive, just open up and say, "Now here's my here's what I think about that" or "Here's my point of view" or "Here's how I think about it." or Here, I had an idea. Here's what I kind of think. What do you think about this? And you just kind of become part of that communication by asserting yourself and entering into the conversation as compared to standing there quiet. But you also sometimes have to learn some, or unlearn some bad habits of communicating. If you're going to learn to communicate effectively, what are your bad habits? And what are those are? You've got to stop them. You've got to change them. Get them out of your life. For instance, here's a bad habit. Somebody's talking to you, but you're looking around at other people. You're looking around the, eye, the atmosphere or the room or the environment where you are at the time. You're not even looking into the eyes of the person speaking to you. Bad habit. Very bad habit. Stop it. When somebody's speaking, you look at them. You pay attention to them. And you ignore what's going on in the environment at the time. Just focus your attention on the person to whom you are speaking and who's speaking to you. Look in their eyes. You say, I mean, take about the take your bad habits. If you're kind of critical, stop it. Become less critical. Be more positive. Be more objective. Offer ideas rather than just to say what's what's wrong. Say what could be done. What would be a better way to handle things rather than what went wrong. Bad habit. Kind of look at some of the bad habits you have in your speech, in your style of communicating, relating to people, and whatever they are. Start changing them. In fact, you might even ask somebody to point them out to you. Say, look, at, what do I do in my communication that is not helpful or that makes you stressful or makes you feel uncomfortable or makes you feel like I'm not really interested? Ask people. Ask somebody who's close to you, somebody you trust. And let them tell you two or three things about your communication style that might be improved. I had that one time come upon me where somebody commented about one of my communication style bad habits. You know, and I took it to heart, and I made some changes. And um, I appreciate it. It wasn't an easy thing to hear, because I didn't necessarily agree. Or I sat back, and I could certainly justify why I was doing what I was doing. But after consideration of it, I could see that that could be an area that could be a stressful communication style. And by changing it, it removes that, you know, from relationships that I have or that you would have if you would continue to talk and communicate in that way. So here we are. Communication patterns, communication styles. Here's the question that I put before you. When you speak, do people listen? When you speak, do people draw closer to you or do they back off from you? When you speak, do people look at you, or do they look away? When you speak, do people engage in the conversation and become part of it, or do they change the topic, or do they just go silent, and there's no more communication, it's just like it falls flat? Okay? When you speak, do people gravitate around you and pull in others and ask others to join in in the conversation. And obviously when you speak, do people thank you for what you said? Do people comment that they appreciate the point of view that you expressed? Lots of ways to consider how well you communicate. But the big issue is, when you speak, do people listen? This has been the Psychology Report, and it's nice to have you with me today, and I hope this is helpful to you as you go about this week ahead of you now, looking at ways in which you can effectively improve and increase your communication style so that people become part of your life rather than being repelled by you. There are lots of ways that that can be done. So, go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Booksbyheadberg.com. There's a couple books in there that would be very helpful in the communication style that you have. One is Living Life at Its Best, and uh, in there I have a lot of topics, a lot of issues related to how people relate to each other and communicate with each other in a way that they have emotional intelligence and and uh, relate at at a, in a very effective level, showing empathy and consideration and concern for others, and uh, being responsible and being Uh, just part of the ongoing dialogue of people who talk with you and are part of your world. It's called Living Life at Its Best. It's on my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Nice to have you with me, and bye for now.